1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Hello, my name is Jake and Orton, and this is Peculiar, because church people are weird. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So, it's time to continue our discussion of weird church words. And we're continuing the theme where we have been talking about what's known as the plan of salvation. And if you don't understand what salvation is, uh, just go back, listen to the last few episodes that we have posted on Le Show, the last two episodes, I believe, maybe three, might be three. I'm gonna fact check my own self here. So last episode, we talked about repentance or dying to the flesh, as someone in the church might say. Before that, we talked about the idea of being born again or saved and also salvation would tie into that. So if you are unsure what the word salvation means, just go back, listen to episode nine. Um, because I'm not going to go too deeply into talking about that today, since we've already went over it. But in summary, you find the plan of salvation in Acts chapter 2, verse number 38, where Peter, the follower of Jesus, stands up and says, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Once again, that is Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. So, we talked a little bit, we talked last episode about this idea of repentance, or dying to the flesh. Once again, that dying is not in the physical sense by any means. That means I remove. I am dead to my desires of the flesh, of the human impulses to live in a certain way. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing something totally different. I say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the way I used to be, and I'm ready to be different. I'm ready to change my whole life. My whole life is ready to change. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the next thing that it says there. And I'm going to introduce you to a couple of weird churchy things when it comes to that. Um weird churchy things when it comes to that. Uh, so outside of Acts chapter 2, there is another thing that talks about it. And you may have even seen this on some weird stuff. <sighs> I feel like it's incredibly weird the way that some people have talked about baptism because I understand what they mean. But a lot of people don't. If you've been in this your whole life, if you have been 
a part of church culture your entire life, you this doesn't sound weird to you. However, the word baptism simply means to be submerged in water. Uh, the actual dic dictionary definition of baptism is um, the religious rite of sprinkling water onto a person's forehead or immersion in water, symbolizing purification or regeneration and admission to the Christian church. In many denominations, baptism is performed on young children and is accompanied by name-giving. That's really complicated. That's not a typical normal definition. I want to get the Merriam-Webster definition. That dictionary is a little more... Okay. A Christian sacrament marked by ritual use of water and admitting the recipient to the Christian community. That's a little... I don't like either of those definitions. That's way too weird. Okay. Well, let me just give you the insider version. Because there's a little more to it than that. I believe that baptism is necessary to be saved from sin. And there is actual scriptural Bible basis for this. So Colossians chapter 2, verse number 12 says, You were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. In another version it says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Uh... So, when someone dies, um, the normal thing to do is you've got to get rid of the body in some way. Otherwise, you're going to have a stinking piece of rotting flesh laying around. If you've seen your basic zombie movies, uh, your basic representations of how zombies look, uh, they are falling apart. Um bones hanging loosely and the skin is rotting away and it's very likely that they stink it actually says in the book of in the book of john chapter 11 jesus goes to visit a friend who has died and he goes to the tomb and when he tells them to open up the tomb they say, um, Jesus, he's been dead for four days. By now he stinks. That's the reason that we put them in tombs, because they stink. And uh, you've got to do something to the body. Now, some people uh, donate their bodies to science. Some people go for cremation. And other people, I've even heard tales of some people getting um, a taxidermy done. <laughs> That's not normal. 
but the most normal, typical, average thing is burial. And when Jesus died, he was buried. When most people die, they're buried. And we called repentance the first step. Um, we, we called that death, dying out to ourself. Well, after that self dies, it needs to be buried. Because if you don't bury it, you're going to have a stinking dead thing hanging around with you. And eventually that dead thing will cut. It's going to hang on to you to the point where you start to just become like the dead thing. There's actually a punishment known as the body of death where a murderer in the old days would have the body tied to them. And eventually they would be infected by the diseases. So we've got to get rid of that body of death. And how we do that is baptism. We it It's actually in Acts chapter 2. What it says is this. It says, Be baptized for the remission of your sins. So you've already got forgiveness of your sins. But remission of your sins is something entirely different. There is a legal term called expungement, which means that your record is totally wiped clean. Whatever legal documents held your record before are now gone, and that's what remission is. When you are baptized, the reason you're baptized, it's not just a public declaration, hey, I'm a Christian now. It's... It's not something to give you a new name, although a name is said during baptism and your name is now associated with the name of Jesus. Uh, the, the original word baptizo, the Greek word that we get the word baptism from, means immersion in water. It's, we, they, they put you down in water and bring you straight back up as they call on the name of Jesus. And then your name is now associated with the name of Jesus. And when your name is now associated with the name of Jesus, now your whole life is changed. You are now qualified legally in the eyes of God. By God's law, you are now qualified for new life, a life that is completely different from the life you were living before, a life that you are no longer under the charge of the enemy, but you are now under the charge of God. Your entire past record of everything you've ever done wrong before, before God had forgiven you, but now he has forgotten what the old life was. He's forgotten who you be, used to be. You have no further record for your sins are remitted. Uh, the word remission is kind of popularly associated with cancer nowadays. It's popularly associated with cancer um, because you've often heard someone say, oh, they're in remission. 
They're in remission now. That means the cancer has disappeared. The cancer is gone. There, there, there's no more cancer going on. That's why it's when it says for the remission of your sins. Well, that's really good because you have no further record in the eyes of God that you ever had done that before. Other versions say, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Other verses say, uh, several of them say, forgiveness of sins. But the key, word, the key phrase is, the next step in the plan of salvation is go down in water with the name of Jesus being said over you. And this needs to be of your own volition. It needs to be your own decision so God can know, hey, I can trust them. They want this. It is not something that is some... I, I know often you see pictures of infants being baptized. Um, no. When you... You, this is to come after you have made the decision that I will not live my sinful life anymore. I will not live my sinful life anymore. I will not live a life that displeases God. I will not live a life that is against God's word. I will not live a life that goes against God's name. Because it, the, the key where it says in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is important because... I can't baptize you in my own name. In fact, there is a verse where Paul says, were you baptized in the name of Paul? Were you baptized in the name of Apollos? Were you baptized in the name of Cephas? These were popular church leaders at the time, and people were trying to say, oh, it's it's great because Cephas baptized me, or it's great because Paul baptized me, or it's great because Apollos baptized me. Some people were even saying Christ himself, Jesus baptized me, so that's what matters. no. What matters is how you were baptized, not who baptized you. That's not the important thing. The important thing is not a matter of status because this popular preacher did it. No, it's important because of how it was done. The key element is baptized in the name of Jesus. Baptized in the name of Jesus. Because... Uh, verse in the book of Acts says, there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The only name that matters is Jesus. My name's unimportant. It doesn't matter if Jake and Orton baptized you. It doesn't matter if, um, oh, here's another name that's been on the podcast. It doesn't matter if Joshua Pearson baptized you. It doesn't matter if one of the most popular preachers in, in our movement, uh, David K. Bernard, baptized you. It doesn't matter if Doug White baptized you. These are just popular preachers I know. It doesn't matter if Billy Graham himself were to baptize you. It did not matter. The importance is what was said when you were baptized. I don't care if the Pope baptized you. I don't care if Billy Graham baptized you. I don't care if David Bernard, Joshua Pearson, or myself baptized you. It doesn't matter if it was a man. It doesn't matter if it was a woman. In fact, 
I am of the persuasion that a complete rank center, uh, a man on death row who had killed 50 million people, I believe Adolf Hitler, if he baptized you in the name of Jesus, Jesus would still say, they got baptized in my name. They are now my people. Maybe controversial to state because a lot of people seem to think a preacher has to baptize you. That is not true. One of the people I know who's baptized more people than anyone else is a normal woman in our church uh, named Penny Garrett. She is not high profile by any way, means, or fashion. She's just from a small town in Kentucky. She's just an ordinary woman, but she's baptized people. And they are just as qualified for salvation as anyone else. Baptism just means I went down in the water. I came out of that water. And the name of Jesus was said over me. And in this moment, because of this, my sins, my mistakes, the times that I've missed the mark in the eyes of God, they are all washed away. It's just like a bath. The mud filters down the drain of the, bath, of the bathtub. Your sins are washed away. Some people say that you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh boy, that's a heavy one. <laughs> Sounds a little weird, don't it? But when Jesus died, it is said that the blood that he was bleeding out, his blood is what covers for our sin because when we sinned, we were supposed to die. The uh, wages of sin is death, is what it says in one place in the Bible. The wages of sin is death. Hold on. I'm going to make sure I get the verse right there. Uh, the verse of that, that's Romans 6. That's Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse number 23. Romans chapter 6, verse number 23. Uh, by that, it means that when we sin, when we make the those mistakes that we talked about, when we miss the mark of God, we are meant for a place that is called hell. Uh, another translation of the Bible in Romans 6.23 puts it, uh, the wages of sin is death. That's a, that's a pretty straightforward. Wages means pay. So it's, it's a pretty straightforward uh, statement there. But the only thing that can pay for sin is death. And when Jesus came, he died to cover our sins. And that blood came in and it washed. And when we go down in water, the blood washes it away. His blood covers our sins. Um, so when he looks us up in the book, all he sees is when he looks us up in his records, 
he, he sees his own name there and says, you're covered. That's why it's important for the name to be said. Because he's covering us with his own record. Uh, it goes on to say the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are offered eternal life all because of his own death, his own covering power on the cross. Thank you all for listening. Please like, subscribe. I'm in the process of trying to get us on Stitcher right now. I I, I don't know exactly how it's working. It says I'm registered, but I'm not able to pull the podcast up. If you go to our Anchor site, you should be able to see where... Um, if you go to our anchor site, you should see a, a link to our Stitcher account. But I have not been able to find it myself. So um, let me know if you can figure that out. Uh, as always, our email is available. I link it in every single episode of the podcast. If you have a certain topic you would like to cover of some weird church thing that you've noticed... And you, you're just like, why do Christians fill in the blank? Why do Christians do this? Why do Christians do that? I'm also thinking of getting some new interviews lined up with some different people. Um, I'm out of town this weekend, so uh, I, I may or may not meet up with someone this week. I just got to talk to them and see what they think about it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if that happens, that podcast will probably be posted on Tuesday. And if not, well, I'll see you guys next week as we continue talking about the plan of salvation. Um, the next one, we're going to probably talk about fire. Holy Ghost. A few other things like that. Regeneration. Some of those words are more straightforward than others, but what do we mean when we say fire? What do we mean when we say Holy Ghost? We'll get to that next week. And I will see you guys then. Until then. Share this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Follow whatever they call it on your particular podcast platform. And if your platform offers reviews, leave us reviews. I hear all kinds of people say, leave us a five-star rating. But my thing is this. I like honesty. If we're doing something that is subpar in your eyes... Please be honest. Please be honest. If you think we're a four-star podcast, give us four stars. <laughs>
if you, you think we're a one-star podcast, give us one star. Uh, I, you're probably not going to get a shout-out if you give me a one-star review, but hey, it is what it is.